Collective is a storytelling podcast interviewing hairstylists and makeup artists. On today's episode, we're interviewing Zara Bray. Zara is a media makeup artist and the creator of The Brush Block. Thank you so much, Zara, for joining me on The Collective today. So Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, we're so excited to have you. So I start every podcast with the same question, and my question is, who is Zara Bray? So I am a hair and makeup, or a media hair and makeup artist and creator and maker of The Brush Block. And where are you from, Zara? Where do you live currently? So I currently live in West Sussex. We just recently moved there, my fiancé and I. Um, But originally I was in Hertfordshire and brought up in Hertfordshire. Um, So you're over in the UK? Yeah, in the UK. I love it over there. Yeah, it's nice. Very cold at the moment, though. (laughs) I'm sure. So tell us what a media makeup artist is. So I mainly work in film and TV and occasionally do a little bit of theatre. So I did some secret cinema and then the odd commercial too. But basically, yeah, just looking after the cast during filming on a series or a feature film. So much fun. So I'm in the same world that you're in. So yeah. I'm a makeup artist for film and TV as well. It's a lot of fun. And the brush block. So I know what the brush block is because I follow you on Instagram. Um, I need to order one. I haven't ordered one yet. But I love, I love, <laughs> I love the concept. And it'll be, it'll be perfect for when you're in the trailer. Um, so tell us about the brush block. How it how it got started, what it is. Okay, so the brush block is a sustainable, eco-friendly wooden product which holds your makeup brushes. I also have a recent one which also holds hair brushes and I've got one that's a smaller kind of rustic style uh, which holds your glue and a few like your utensils or glue brushes. And then I'm currently designing one to hold shot glasses for mainly for prosthetics artists. So that'll be out very soon. And it's basically, so um, I was helping my fiance Ed out who makes timber structures and does bespoke woodwork. And I was just kind of looking at a brick and I was like, oh, I could definitely make brush holders out of like wooden blocks. So I kind of asked him about it. And then he talked me through what I'd need to do because I'd not done any woodworking before. So he kindly taught me how to use a pillar drill, which I then went on to buy a larger version so I could do the holes much quicker and easier. And then he taught me how to use like the chop saw and the table saw, how to do all the sanding and finishing of the wood. So yeah, just like kind of in a few weeks was doing that sort of thing and just getting the getting to the yeah getting involved with it all and learning how to do it properly. Oh, it's amazing because they're beautiful. They're they're each individual unique pieces. How long yeah. does how long does it take you to make one? I mean, I know the size is different, but yeah. So I've never really just made one on its own because <laughs> I always kind of try and do like a few of the drilling parts, and then I do all the sanding, and then like all the finishing. But I'd say from start to finish would probably take about an hour and a half to make it. And then obviously you have like the drying time of the after oiling it and then the drying time after stamping and spraying them as well. So, yeah, like probably two to three hours, but it's 
slightly quicker when I'm doing them as a bit of a bat, like a bulk amount. How many are you doing for the bulk? Are you like 10 pieces or? Yeah, probably like 10. So I could spend like a good few hours in the workshop, probably drilling about 10. Then I'll go like have some lunch or something, come back and do all the sanding. And yeah, just kind of do it that way because it's a bit quicker rather than stopping starting and because you have to change the size of the drill bits and everything, which takes time. So if I just do all the like 45 millimeter holes and then do all the 40s rather than changing it each time I drill a separate hole. Wow, that's brilliant. They're so pretty. Thank you. So you've got got the brush block and then you're a makeup artist as well. Do you want to share with us like your... Um, your journey or your story to becoming a makeup artist in the media world like how you yes. got started so I was I started by um, going to a university called Delamar Academy and it was a year intensive course it's a higher education certificate in um, media makeup so film tv fashion and theater and we also touched on like barbering and hair cutting uh, we do prosthetics as well so yeah, I did that. I did the year course and then I came out of that. So I was just kind of looking for work and you probably know it's quite difficult and you don't know anyone in the industry. Right. So um, that was fun. But I um, just very randomly met a lady called Megan in a pub where I was doing some shifts. And um, yeah, she worked with film and stunt horses and she was like, oh, I could maybe get you one of them if you like. And then you could, you know, meet makeup artists through being on set and stuff. So I was like, okay, great. I started working with the horses, uh, which was so much fun and I loved it because I've been riding since I was nine and always been around horses and riding and owning them. And then, um, yeah, like the stunt boys used to be really nice and they'd sit in the makeup chair and say, oh, we've got this girl Zara working with us. Like, do you think you could give her a go? And yeah, that's how I got my first jobs. (laughs) That's amazing. (laughs) Yeah, it's a very, very different route in, but yeah, I got there. (laughs) That's awesome. With the stunts with the horses and then and then the stunt guys were recommending you that's great yeah so my main job was just to like look after the horses um occasionally helping to teach the actors to ride and then yeah just general looking after the cast on set whilst they were riding etc very cool and now you're in a whole different yeah <laughs> whole, whole different aspect of looking after the cast so yeah. it's a little bit different um in film in the US than it than it is in the UK. So I love I love your I love how they have the whole university set up in the UK and then the education yeah. for makeup artists is so different in the US. But did you always know that you wanted to be a makeup artist? Was no, that... I didn't all throughout school I didn't really know what I wanted to do. So even at GCSEs I like that's kind of when you're around sixteen I wasn't sure what to choose. And then when I was going to my A-levels, I didn't really know what to do either. And then I left and went to college. And they I knew then they wanted to be a makeup artist. But I was told by someone that you had to do um, beauty therapy before becoming a makeup artist. Which it turns out you don't have to if you go to uni. But it's just another string to the bow, I guess. So I did a year in beauty therapy, which has helped with the tinting and stuff. So, yeah. Right. So it worked out well. What is beauty therapy? You'll have to explain. Like, oh, what's okay. the... So over here, beauty therapy covers like, so eyelash, eyebrow tinting for the first year this is. Um, and then you do like waxing and, you know, nails, 
um, manicures, pedicures, facials, that sort of thing. So you're kind of, yeah, beauty salon therapies. Wow, fascinating. So it's interesting. It's similar, like, for us in the U.S., it would be, um, like, going to school to be an esthetician. But it's, oh, yeah. Yeah, kind of the same idea. Very cool. You did the beauty therapy, and then? Yeah, then I went to uni at Delamar Academy and um, did my makeup training. And then it was, like, did some on-off little jobs after my training. And then I'd say probably a year and a half, two years later, I was fully, like, working in hair and makeup. And, yeah, no, it wasn't going to stop then. (laughs) Yeah, that's great. Was there any point or has there been any point in your career, especially early on, where you were like, this is what I want to do and I'm I'm glad that I've taken this route? Yeah. Yeah, I just, I really enjoy it because as you probably know, the hours are long and can be quite challenging at times, but it's just so enjoyable. So it gets you through even like the hardest times. It's just great. I love it. I love my job and the variety of it. That's what I really enjoy as well. You're doing something different most days trying to think are there any experiences from like looking back when you were a kid that maybe you thought you know I don't know like is there anything yeah I wasn't I'm not I'm it's funny because I wasn't really much of a makeup wearer like yeah I wasn't into it much as a kid so um yeah it's quite <laughs> I don't know where it came from it literally just sprung out of nowhere that I wanted to do it That's and funny. um yeah and they're, they're quite good at Delamar. They very much try to kind of, you know, they keep it real. They tell you it's not going to be easy to get into. It's not going to be easy to do once you're right. in. And, like, yeah, so they not put you off, but they, you know, they tell you how it is. And I still was like, yeah, that's fine with me. I'm doing it. So tell us about your time at the university. So it was a great place to go because every week you had a different tutor. And all the tutors working in the industry so you get like really real life experience and what to expect when you're out there and they've all got stories and yeah it's just a really good way to learn because you really feel like you're getting the most up-to-date knowledge and we did an array of things so every week was a different subject and like say it was casualty We'd all have a partner and one person would do the, we'd do like a tutorial in the morning with the tutor telling us how to do it. And then later on, we would start on each other. So the first one person would go first and then we'd swap after lunch and then look at what we'd done and how we could improve or, you know, how we could have done it quicker. And yeah, it was just, it was a really, really good place to learn. And it was um, a really good group as well. And really nice environment how many weeks so if you had a different tutor per week how many weeks did you go to university for the program oh my gosh I don't know actually I think it was like I believe I started in September and I I think I started in like finished sorry in June July maybe yeah so it's like it's a year in school term it's not like a full-on year but it was every day Monday to Friday 10 till 4 so and that's what I liked as well because lots of places offer you like a three-year course and I just thought that's like whole two years that you could be out there and trying to get work and right yeah so I really liked the fact that it was a year intensive wow 
so over there, I know here we say special effects makeup, and over there, y'all say makeup effects. Is that? Sex, yeah, sex we, yeah, we say um, special effects as well, and oh, that okay. covers like your prosthetics and, and, and casualty and bits and bobs like that. Yeah, and y'all covered that as well while you are in university. I yeah. um, I went over, oh, I don't know, two or three summers, I guess it was three summers ago, I went yeah. to Manchester and took a class with um, Sean Harrison. Do you know? Oh my gosh. That's so funny you say that name because I um recently did a uh, so there's a pro makeup store called Pam right. which stands for freshesaboutmakeup.com and they're they're great they put on masterclasses and I went to a bald cap masterclass with hers and it was actually her like I remember during the tutorial she was like oh I got this great like brush block um from I forgot where she said it was somewhere in Europe. She was like, I wish they made like a kind of wooden version over in the UK. And uh-huh. like at the same time, I was like looking at this brick that kind of clicked in as well. And I recently saw her at um, the prosthetics event, which they hold once a year in the UK. And this one was in Coventry. And I told her and she's like, oh, no way. <laughs> so, yeah, she was an inspiration as well towards the brush block. Very cool. So, but sorry, tell me about what you were, the tutorial you went to. Oh, so I went to, um, it was just a prosthetics. Um, we learned how to sculpt and then build our molds and pour the pieces. It was a lot Amazing. of fun. I, yeah, so we were there for, we were there for a week and then we went to London um, for just a couple of days and flew into Paris for a day. It was great. Oh, great. That's so good. Yeah. So was there anything in school, like when you were at the university, anything that, um, any experiences that you had that were that were great or not so great or experiences that were like I'm this is what I want to do like I like something that really made it hit home that that was something that you really wanted to do yeah I think it was like the variety of things you do during makeup like it's just I think that's what really inspired me and drove me to want to do it more because like you know one day you're putting facial hair on someone and the next you're turning someone into like I made an avatar for my (laughs) prosthetics um exam which was quite fun and uh, they were just yeah just had so many good experiences maybe the the bad experience was when we did bald caps (laughs) because um yeah that was uh quite interesting and they're, they're very hard to apply so hence why I went to a master class not too long ago right but um yeah it didn't look so great uh, when that was going on. Yeah, I feel like bald cats are a different animal. Yeah. There's, um, there's so many, so many different ways. I actually was a model for somebody, I don't, a couple months ago. I don't know, it hasn't been that long, but um, the makeup artist, he was just giving her a tutorial. It's just um, like a one on one. Yeah. And so. I was her model, and he did a technique I'd never seen done before. His name is Michael Mosier. Okay. Um, yeah, I'll put his info in the show notes for the podcast. But he uses um, like a wig cap, like a stocking cap underneath. And it's going to sound crazy, but he attaches thread or dental floss as if it's thread to the ends of it. Wow. And yeah, and he's bobby pinned the hair underneath it. So the hair's bobby pinned you know, put away, yeah. the, the wig cap is put on, and then he has 
dental floss on both ends of the wig cap as if they're thread. <gasps> he pulls the bobby pins out through the wig cap so the hair, oh. like, the hair doesn't move. Yeah. And then he puts the bob cap on top of the wig cap. And then he takes the thread, or the dental floss, and at the nape of the neck, he pulls the wig cap out from under the ball cap using the dental floss. I mean, it's brilliant. I'm, wow. Yeah, I'd and, love to see that. Yeah, and so then the, you know, then the hair is really smooth underneath it. You know, it's it's brilliant. So I know. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I'll put it in the show notes. But I know that he was doing. Um, you can. He had a DVD, but I think now you can stream his video online. So. He's great. He's here um, in Atlanta working. Um, he's a department head. It's a CW series. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's called Legacies. But okay. Yeah. I feel so, like I've heard of it. But... Yeah. So it's kind of a spinoff of the Vampire Diaries and the originals. And I'm not sure if any of that made it over. But um, yeah, he's brilliant. So Wow. That is something I'd like to see. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like trickery. I know. <laughs> I mean, I feel like I feel like we could do bog cap classes forever. Yeah, like, definitely. <laughs> see everybody's different methods and and yeah. ways of doing it. That's another great thing. Like, there's no wrong or right way, is there? Right, just different it's just ways. It's so so great. Like, obviously, there could be a wrong way, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like it's just good that there's so many different ways to do things. Yeah, as long as you get that beautiful end result, or yeah, or, or not beautiful, depending on. What yeah. you're doing. <laughs> exactly. So the life of a media makeup artist in the UK, what is it like? What's your days look like on set or with the different jobs that you do? So does... my... sorry. No, you're fine. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, my last job I did was um uh it was mainly based around London, Kent and Essex. And we were doing five day weeks on that, so that was quite nice. We weren't working weekends, and um, yeah, it was very much a, like get up quite early. So we're in normally, normally an hour, sometimes a bit more before unit call. Uh, doing the makeups, and yeah, we'd get the cast ready, headset, um, checks, doing checks on the cast all like up until lunch, break for lunch. And then after lunch checks, and then we'd be with the cast again until wrap, and then back to the makeup truck to clean them off, and yeah, do it all again tomorrow. <laughs> but um, my last job was quite a lot of character makeup, which I really enjoyed. Um, so there was the first block, which was, um, it, it kind of happened nine months previous to the second block, and a lot had gone on. Um, so yeah, I was looking after someone, and she, you know, had to make her look nice in the first block, and then had to really age her in the second block, and she'd been through a lot of trauma. But it was just really good fun. Yeah, like just to see the difference, and yeah, it's yeah, it's good, really enjoyable. So for those listening who don't know what character makeup is, can you kind of give them an idea of what character makeup is? Um, yeah, like. Gosh, it's hard, isn't it, when you're kind of put on the spot? So I know. It's, a, it's like a range, I guess, kind of from aging someone to 
uh, like bringing out different features, I guess, as well. You could add facial hair, remove facial hair. Um, gosh, I don't really know what to say. It's like yeah. something you just kind of do, isn't it? I don't know. So, know. My, as a recent example, I like I added aging spots, broken capillaries. I had to make them look older, and like they'd been through a bit of a rough time. So I dulled out the eyes and made the hair a bit limp and yeah just she'd had a rough nine months <laughs> <laughs> so for those of you who don't know or aren't familiar with character makeup character makeup is changing the character's physical appearance to suit the requirements of the script so it's changing the character in multiple ways like Zara was mentioning um aging someone adding capillaries um, facial hair, pieces, anything that you need to add to create a different character for that person. Yeah. All right. So media makeup, so you're doing film, you're doing TV. Do you ever, is there ever any editorial that you work on or do you? No, I haven't really got into the, um, the fashion industry. Yeah. I mean, I would definitely give it a go, but I, I don't know anyone in it really. Yeah, I know it's hard once you're in yeah in certain communities it's like fun. a different world isn't it it is Completely yeah. different different contacts different people yeah but yeah i would definitely uh would go for it if i was ever offered offered up the chance yeah I, i've done the odd commercial which is which is good so you can do some fun things with that sometimes depending on the brief but yeah awesome have you ever traveled far away from home for film do you ever do like any on location stuff that's away yeah I've done quite a lot actually so I started a few years ago I had quite a quite a stint of being away so I did I went to Spain for four months I then came back from there uh the following year I went for another four months to Spain then I where did I go after that I did a little bit of work in Italy um also went to Guadeloupe, which was amazing, which is in the Caribbean. And uh, not too long ago, I was in Norway, in Oslo, for five months. So that was good fun. Wow. Yeah, amazing. just a bit of traveling. <laughs> yeah. Do you ever get any downtime while you're traveling? Do you get like an extra day to explore, hopefully? Yeah, when you're there for like a good few months, you, well, I was lucky and did five-day weeks. So the weekends yeah. were yours and you could go off exploring. I'd sometimes fly like when I was in Norway I flew over to Sweden and went to Stockholm which was amazing and then I also went up to the north of Norway and got to see the northern lights which was a really cool experience cool. so yeah it's good I love exploring I just my favorite thing is just to like hire a bike and just cycle around and see everything that's awesome so you've got the what's going on next with the brush block do you have I know you said you've got a new one coming out yeah, um, the glasses. And do you have any other ideas in the future for the brush block? Yeah, so I'm very lucky. And Pam, the makeup store, they actually stock them, which is really cool. So that's a, another way that they are on sale. But um, so I've just finished a product, which I'm still like modifying it, just kind of getting out there a little bit to friends and seeing if it's you know going to work well and it's um it's got five compartments for shop glasses which 
prosthetics artists use a lot to put like say glues or removers in and it's all in one place rather than like you know taking the lids off the pots every time you want to go into it etc so yeah I've made that and I'm hoping that's going to take off pretty well yeah but just gonna my next job well long job is going to be in March so I just want to spend February in the workshop just making some new products and getting a good stock behind me because uh when the brush block really took off which was probably probably about May that's when people started to see it and start buying it and stuff I was actually doing some dailies on um, a job and um, I was in crowd and there was probably about 40 50 makeup artists there and I was very lucky they all really like bought into it and a lot of them bought one which is amazing which then went meant when we went on to do other jobs people would see them and then I started getting orders online which is so cool but just as that was happening I just started a five-month job (laughs) so I was like oh gosh and obviously I was filming every day so at weekends I was just in the workshop making as many as I could Ed was amazing and helped me out quite a lot and then like after when we wrapped I was off like just at home kind of sanding them and oiling them and doing everything I could to get them all ready and get the orders out yeah it was it was like yeah it was was, was, I don't know stressful it was it was enjoyable because it's so exciting but it was like oh my god (laughs) good that's when you know that you're you're doing what you're supposed to be doing you know when you're like enjoying the whole process yeah awesome yeah it's good so so this time around I want to have a good stock behind me so I don't have to (laughs) spend every living hour working right (laughs) right yeah I I think they're beautiful and I love that they're sustainable too. I wish, you know, I wish we could get so many more things in our kits to be that way, you know, like it's hard like trying to, um, because we use so many disposables and. Yeah, exactly. As I know now, like they've got kind of reusable cotton buds and stuff, but it's quite difficult, isn't it, in our industry? It is. But at least now they've got organic and biodegradable ones and yeah it's definitely the movement's definitely getting better for eco-friendly products but it's a massive passion of mine like I'm a bit of an eco-warrior I do as much as I can to be eco-friendly so yeah I really feel like it was a good time to come into the market and yeah just gonna keep on thinking of ideas and making as many things as I can hopefully yeah well I'll continue to watch it all unfold so exciting so I always ask everybody um the same question at the end of the interview um what would Zara today tell Zara in 2010 Hmm. so the 2010 Zara if you could talk to her today what would you tell her maybe I'd tell her not to have gone to college to do beauty but to do woodwork (laughs) (laughs) then I could have been a couple of months ahead of the game and I don't know a lot more about it I'm so lucky though to have Ed like my fiance just to help me out so much and teach me how to do things he's so patient with me which is amazing yeah (laughs) brilliant yeah I'm really really lucky thank you so much for joining me today it's been great and again I'm gonna continue to watch your journey unfold and I'll put 
um, your website and your Instagram page and everything will be in the show notes so people know where to find you. Um, so I'll put everything in there, but do you want to tell us what your website or your Instagram name is? Yeah, so my Instagram name is the Rush Block. And then my website is thebrushblock.com. It's all very, yeah, very simple. Yeah, easy. Perfect. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining us on The Collective. If you like what you hear, please rate us and share with your friends.